This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established the Past podcast. This is my clutch points. Uh, I am your host, Floyd Bubble. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan. We're back uh, for our favorite time of the week, and that is to make our predictions. And we're going to do that here for week nine. Uh, Dylan, I think, I'll be honest with you, we, we've done this each week thus far. This was one of those weeks where, obviously, we're, we're picking our upsets, our, our locks, and mm-hmm. our game of the week. I had a really hard time finding the lock on here because I don't know. There's a lot of games that, uh, while you may feel pretty good about some of these winners, um, you don't necessarily know about maybe the the point spreads and some of this. So I had a really hard time picking my lock this week. Yeah, same here. I kind of, as you'll see, it kind of came later in my picks um, as well as yours I see now. So it definitely was going through and... Uh, there's one game we don't have the spread on. I don't know if that I would feel that confident regardless of Vikings Chiefs, um, depending on whether Mahomes is playing or not. Either way in that game, you could see it going both ways. So yeah, a lot of a lot of tough ones here. The, the Thursday night game you might have thought would be a, a possible lock, but yeah. we've seen the Cardinals stick around in a lot of these games. So yeah, a lot of a lot of good ones. And I re- will re- uh, real quickly say because we didn't uh, re- you know review last week's games uh, in depth. You and I did quite well in our picks for. Uh, the first time, I think I think you had one miss and I only had two, which is pretty, you know, mm. a couple, if they don't blow that Buccaneers-Titans play dead and, uh, <laughs> you know, if the, Eddie Pinheiro could have made that kick for the Bears, I would have been 14-0. So I'm really, really feeling good right now, but I think I'm going to be humbled real quick this week. <laughs> uh, so I was going to say, you bring that up and here we have all this confidence right now and now we're about to go into <laughs> what I think is probably a very unpredictable slate. And, and it seems yeah. like we always say that, but I really believe that this week. Um, and you'll see as we go through these games, I mean, legitimately, there is maybe not like a couple of games that I feel pretty good about. And even then, I don't I don't feel great. So, um, yeah, it's it's one of those weeks. But uh, we do start with a Thursday night game. I did consider this my lock of the week. But like you said, there's just something about these Thursday night games, plus the fact that the Cardinals just, you know, offensively, they're running so many plays. And as good as the 49ers have been, you never know. Uh, this could be a touchdown type of game. We'll see, but um, I think we're both going to be on the same page here in terms of picking the, the Niners. You have to pick them in this spot because of what we've seen with the Cardinals. Uh, I guess the, the biggest thing for me that I'm looking for in a game like this is, you know, how does Kenyon Drake uh, factor into the mix? Uh, he mm-hmm. hasn't been there that long now. It, you know, it's a kind of a short week, so you certainly would have liked to maybe pull off a trade for him playing a Sunday game, but playing a Thursday game now. Uh, how quickly does he get thrown into the mix? And and just looking at it from that perspective, I guess, from the Cardinals, 
Uh, but for the Niners, it's really just sort of keeping the momentum going here. Yeah, I don't see the Niners losing this one. I have them winning as well. But like you said, tough to pick. You know, ten point spread is it's pretty. Uh, we you know a lot of our locks have been on some of these games where the Dolphins, Redskins, Jets, whoever are, are facing much better teams and they're high spreads. This one, uh, you know, for as great as San Francisco's defense has been all year, their sec uh, their secondary and their pass rush has been their strength. They have, they're kind of middle of the road in their defensive efficiency stopping the run. And as we know, that's what the Cardinals do quite well. And it'll be as you said, Kenyon Drake. If the Cardinals are are going to cover in this game I have a hard time seeing them winning I mean if everything went right possibly but you know picking the Niners but I think if, uh, if Kenyon Drake factors into this game they should be able to at least keep it closer be able to kind of control the clock a little more than San Francisco would like and we'll see uh yeah I don't know how Kyler Murray is going to handle that pass rush and that secondary he is a guy that you know obviously is elusive and able to get away from some of these better pass rushes and uh, equalize them a bit but he, you know, he's been off and on certain weeks. He looks much better than others, and it's going to be a real tough test for them. I, I don't see them winning the game, but, you know, we'll see what they can do at least to keep it close and keep it interesting. Yeah, the Thursday night games, again, they're the weird ones, and uh, sometimes crazy things happen, and, and you may see teams a little bit more sloppy than usual, but we haven't seen that in some of the games uh, this season. There are always some that, that aren't mm-hmm. that way, but, uh, yeah, it just feels like t- too tough of a matchup here for the Cardinals, especially maybe Kyler Murray going up against that defense. Uh, it's hard to pick against the 49ers in this spot, even if that 10-point spread may be a little too high, uh, all things considered, just given the uh, the circumstances of it being a Thursday night game um, in a short week. But we'll see. Wouldn't surprise either if the 49ers come out mm-hmm. with my three touchdowns um, yeah, in a no. game like this. <laughs> so um, we go from the Thursday night game to the Sunday morning game, and uh, that is going to be another one in London. As the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars, we're glad. Uh, the Texans here are one-and-a-half-point favorites, by the way. We're glad London gets uh, subjected to the AFC South because uh, we're trying to to spread this brand, you know, internationally here. And, um, you know, we, we've been on the AFC South bandwagon from the start and talking about just the pure madness uh, in, that, in that division. And uh, well, here we go. We, we have another game. Between two teams that uh, we've seen their ups, we've seen their downs, and uh, really it's just a matter of who shows up. And we know Deshaun Watson's going to show up, uh, but maybe have a bit of a a swollen eye doing Mm -hmm. so. I don't know how much that factors into a game like this. For the Jags, look, I think you you consider that they're going to be able to probably do whatever they want to do in the passing game uh, based on that Texans secondary. Really hard game to pick here. Uh, this is one of the tougher ones for me. Uh, even as confident as I am in the Texans, mm-hmm. they're still a team that's so inconsistent at times. And with that secondary, I don't know. This is a toss-up. I'll let you make your pick first. Uh, I ended up going in a direction. I, I weighed some options here, and uh-huh. I feel a little bit more confident than I did, I guess, earlier. Yeah, I've, I, another one I've struggled with as well. I, all, it feels like all these AFC South matchups, that's the case. And I, I like you made a good point at the beginning for London. I mean, I don't think there's anything that sums up the NFL fan experience rather than the AFC South. It's a great division, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of just just sloppy football, exciting football, just a lot of things that, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a great brand that we enjoy quite a bit. And uh, the first time these two teams played was a really ugly game. It was Gardner Minshew's first start uh, before he really kind of emerged with a, a much bigger week uh, a couple of weeks after that. And, that, you know, they Jaguars with this one-point uh, spread with the Texans favored, they would have covered last time, only a one-point loss when they went for two to try to win that game. I think it's going to be another close one. I think the spread uh, is indicative of what we saw last time and what how we feel about both these teams and the confidence factor. It will be interesting to see how the Texans' defense 
uh, responds without J.J. Watt, obviously. Um, it's going to be a huge loss for them. Uh, you can't really replace a guy like that, especially when you have a lot of your more talented defensive uh, players. Uh, David Clowney, these guys are gone now. So we'll see what they can do. I I, I picked the Texans, but I, <laughs> uh, as we were talking, I really did think about flipping it, uh, thinking about what uh, Houston's uh, – if they have been able to do anything decently on defense, it is stop the run, and that, that does present a problem for – Jacksonville but I mean Gardner Minshew could just have a you know a huge day it would be fitting for him to do that in London too I feel like he he could become a huge hit over there and uh, we'll see what happens hopefully a really exciting game though I mean uh, another one of these 6 30 a.m pacific time start times I'll probably be tuning in for the second half and trying to catch up <laughs> on the first half but hopefully it's a fireworks show and uh, I'll, I'll go with Deshaun Watson pulling this one out yeah I ultimately picked the Texans and it really is it's, it's Deshaun Watson's the reason why um, because I don't have trust in that defense now with Watts injury and, and their issues, you know, defending the pass. And mm-hmm. there's just a lot of different things you don't trust here. Um, but yeah, you gotta, you know, if, you, if you're going to go with that, you pick the best player on the field for both teams and you feel like that's Sean Watson. Um, so we'll, we'll go with that. But as always, like you said, with these AFC South games, uh, expect the unexpected because this could either be a six to three uh, snooze fest or it could be a 35 to 32 type of game uh, just goes wild so we'll see what happens there between these two uh the next one i don't think is going to be uh, very high scoring and uh, vegas probably agrees with me on that the redskins are at the bills the bills are nine and a half point favorites in this one um i you know this is I got the Bills winning this game, but you talk about the definition of an ugly game. This could be a really ugly game here um, because, you know, I don't I don't trust the Redskins offense, but there's also an instance where you, you can't still fully trust the Bills offense, I guess. Um, so I, I, I mentioned the, the Jags and Texans, a 6-3 type of game. Like, I could really see that with this type of game here. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I almost made this my lock, but I, you know, the mm-hmm. Bills have let some of these teams hang yep. around, uh, like the Bengals we mentioned. Um, so I'm not fully there yet. I did say I think they're probably moving towards a playoff team when you look at their schedule. And if they win here, they're sitting pretty. Yeah, the Bengals and the Dolphins both hung around with the Bills. Uh, yeah, that's why I didn't make it my lock either. I just they, they've had, they've struggled to cover against some of these really bad teams. Uh, whereas they they play up to you know when they almost beat the Pats in a few weeks back. So yeah, not going to pick them to cover, but I do think they should win this game. I don't see a way to really pick the Redskins at this point in many of their matchups unless they're facing some of the worst teams in the NFL uh, where they are themselves. And for the Bills, yeah, it's going to be a, a big bounce back week though. They. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, losing to the Eagles isn't a isn't necessarily a huge knock yeah. on a team, but to get kind of thoroughly uh, like kind of pummeled by the end of that game, a thirty one thirteen final where the Buffalo looked out physical, which is not something we've said about them most of the season. Uh, it was disappointing in that end, but I do think they'll bounce back. Still think, like you said, the schedule lines up well for them. I think they're going to win this game, uh, but don't expect it to be a high-scoring one. That spread is going to be tough to get to. Yeah, 37 is the over-under um, for this one. So, <laughs> holy cow, it's going to be uh, – if you, if you like defense – and even if you don't really like defense, if you just like sloppy football, maybe tune in for this one. But otherwise, maybe look elsewhere to some of the other games. Yeah, I didn't even look at it. I was going to say 38 was going to be my guess, but 37, <laughs> right on, wow. That's, I know, I'm pulling up another one where it's down to 36 and a half in some oh. spots. That's, uh, 
Yeah, this is not going to be your your offensive game. And to be honest, when you look around at some of these games, there are some other ones that are actually pretty close to that. Um, And we'll get to those, uh, I guess, here in a minute. But, uh, yeah, this is probably not one that's going to feature a lot of offense. um, And that makes it a little tougher for me to maybe pick the Bills to win by double digits when there's legitimately a chance that the Bills may score 10 points or something. So Mm -hmm. um, it's still win this game. But, yeah, the, the Bills, and, and like we mentioned before, that upcoming schedule, I mean, they are, they're getting closer and closer towards being an AFC playoff lock here because, um, you know, they win this game, and then you consider what they have the rest of the way, they're looking pretty good. So, uh, need to win this one, though, because if they don't win this game, yeah. we're all going to be going, uh-oh, the Bills. Like, the Bills are, are back, um, and anyone that had any doubts about them, you, you have to win this kind of game here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, this next one, we don't really have any doubts about either of these teams, although there is a doubt in terms of uh, the situation uh, with the Chiefs, and the Vikings are at the Chiefs. Like you said earlier, there is no line on this game yet. We all know why. Um, we're we're kind of waiting to see what's going to happen with, with Patrick Mahomes and, and all this different stuff. I don't expect him to play this week. Um, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I can't tell you if he's going to or not, but... <laughs> Uh, I guess crazier things have happened. If he does play, I, I'll i be honest with you. I don't know that my opinion changes on this game because I'm picking the Vikings here. Um, I guess, you know, because even if he does play, let's say for some mm-hmm. reason he plays, I, I still don't think he's back to 100% yet. And I think the Vikings defense is good enough to where um, maybe, you know, he's not going to be out scrambling as much, I would think, in that scenario. And I just feel better about the Vikings, I guess, with, with the way they played here. You, we all know how I feel about Kirk Cousins. I started to come around on him, but I'm still not to the point to where, let's say this was just a normal Vikings-Chiefs game where Patrick Mahomes had not been injured. Uh, he's 100%. I would pick the Chiefs probably all mm-hmm. day, every day. But um, I don't know. It's, knowing how well the Vikings have, have played and feeling like defensively, if Matt Moore's in there, I think they'll be able to do enough here uh, to win a game like this. Yeah, I, could, I mean, I could see Andy Reid scheme up some things, as he always does, to to help Matt Moore. And they, they put up, still put up some solid points and drives against the Packers, which have a pretty solid defense as well. Um, I'm going to go with the Vikings, I uh, mostly because I don't think Mahomes is going to play. and But also, uh, and regardless of Kirk Cousins, one thing every time I talk about the Chiefs and their Achilles heel is their run defense, and they're facing one of the better run offenses in the nfl with Dalvin cook madison i mean this this attack's been on fire of late and i know i know even last last week against the redskins is an ugly game but they're still able to run the ball i think they're gonna have a huge day i think it's gonna be the kind of game where they're gonna control the clock if the chiefs are gonna win they're gonna have to force turnovers uh, especially with uh, kurt cousins i mean Again, one thing that Chiefs are doing well is defending the pass. So we'll see if they're able to at least slow down Dalvin Cook. Maybe they get an early lead and force Kirk Cousins to throw. I could see the Chiefs winning, and I did consider picking them just for that reason. But I feel safer with the way the Vikings have played of late and the fact that Mahomes likely won't play. I just looked it up on Odd Shark. If if he doesn't play, it looks like the spread will be Vikings favored by two and a half. So that that sounds about on right on and i not i wouldn't pick that as a lock because i again i still could see a, a path to the chiefs finding a way they've even without yeah. Mahomes in these games they've played pretty well and, and they've stuck in these matchups but i think the vikings are too good of a team and we're gonna have if, if that if this plays out that way the, the chiefs losing as you mentioned uh you know going into the game against the packers they would lose three straight at arrowhead now it's going to be possibly four this week 
Yeah, it would be crazy. And that's what made me a little hesitant on this. It's like, no, there's no way. Like, you could put <laughs> put anyone in there. Like, Elvis Gerback, bring him back and put him in there. And I still don't think the Chiefs are going to lose four in a row at uh, at that place. But, yeah, it's uh, – I don't know. It's one of those situations where I feel weird picking Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, a team like this with him at quarterback. But he's starting to – he's playing well. He was Mr. October, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um I guess, unfortunately for him, it's going to turn to November. So, uh, we'll see if he goes backwards. But uh, may not have a great game stat-wise here. But like you, you said, it's a Dalvin Cook type of game anyways. And uh, that may be enough for the Vikings to get a win. Although, I, I do think it's probably a field goal game, even if Mahomes doesn't play. I just It feels like one of those things where I don't really see the Vikings running away uh, with this game. And you mentioned Andy Reid being able to, to scheme up some things to to give the Chiefs some possibilities uh, there on offense. So, um, all right, here we go. The one we get to every week, we always like to really just uh, set this one up. Uh, it deserves the attention uh, that it should get. And uh, we got quite a matchup here. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are hosting the New York Jets. The Jets are three-point favorites. The Jets uh, nearly tried to trade their entire team, uh, depending on who you ask, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that locker room is a uh, place to be right now. Um, and I, <laughs> all right, I'm looking at our sheet here. I didn't even realize, realize this until I started going to this game. You're going back to the well here. Oh, yeah. And I will tell you, I initially had the Dolphins as my pick. <laughs> like I, I had an exclamation point beside my, my pick and everything because I was ready to go with Dolphins here. Uh, but I just can't. Until I mm. see them win a game, I can't do it because I, I feel like this could be a a field goal game. Um, let's say well, with uh, the Dolphins have the ball on the 15-yard line, they're down a field goal, uh, or let's say they're they're down two points or something, and instead of going for the field goal to win it, they're just going to snap it over Fitzpatrick's head on purpose and, and automatically <laughs> on fourth down, and boom, oh, we lost again. Um, obviously, that, that's probably not going to happen, but I, I don't know. It's just like the, the tank effect <laughs> to where it's almost like it's a magnet. And yeah. even if the Dolphins are in a situation where you think they're going to win, I feel like that magnet's just going to pull them back to where the Jets somehow, in some weird, weird way, are going to find a way to win this game. Yeah, I just feel like I want to be the one that predicts when the Dolphins do get that win. I, I want to feel that that uh, that sheer feel, uh, you know, adrenaline and uh, feeling of victory on Sunday when they get the victory on this one. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I did pick the Dolphins, as you mentioned. Uh, second time I picked them this season. The other time they were a two-point conversion away from winning. So uh, this one's probably going to come down to the wire. Expect them to at least cover in that case if, it comes, if it's that same kind of game. But no, I mean... Uh, this is more also about how Miami played against Pittsburgh. It kind of folded towards the end, but for a while in that game, that you, you could tell that there wasn't a lack of effort. Some of the play calls, uh, as I, I briefly mentioned in our last podcast, uh, were a little sketchy in terms of are they actually tanking or what? It, like, are they just gonna <laughs> let the let the Steelers score a touchdown here on third and twenty from midfield? So no, yeah. I, and yeah, that's the part that kind of makes me think go the other way and uh, out of these teams i mean two of the worst offenses uh they're bottom two in dvoa on offense so don't expect a ton of exciting plays but again both defenses aren't great the jets defense definitely better than miami's and that's why you know if i was being really you know reasonable i would pick the new york jets to win this football game but I, you know, yeah, all the drama and that stuff kind of played into it. But I think if Miami's going to find a way to win one game, 
uh, it's it's probably going to be one of their matchups against uh, the Jets and I, at home coming off of what they did last week I, and where the Jets are and all that stuff. I, I think there's a chance that Fitzpatrick could just do enough to will them to a win here by maybe a point or two. I don't know. I'm I'm at the point with this <laughs> where I just, you know, it's almost like the Dolphins and the Bengals. Like the Bengals are trying to outdo the Dolphins at this point because yep. – they're benching Andy Dalton, Tankathon. and they, it's just like it's a battle. And it's like now it's time for the Dolphins to make their move. Um, they've got a home game against the Jets, who are just reeling. Uh, and I don't know. I could see this where the Dolphins just come out flat, and and the Jets somehow find some offense. Robbie Anderson breakout game. Um, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Jets. But again, it's. That, that's as close as I've been to picking the Dolphins to win a game this year. Even in that Redskins game, I wasn't as close, obviously, as you were. Um, but I, I, felt, I feel more confident about the Dolphins' chances to win this game, whereas that one against the Redskins, I didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, but we'll see what happens there. I'm sure everyone will be tuning in uh, to this one, including uh, the Bengals, who are on a bye. Um, all right, the Bears at the Eagles. The Eagles are four-and-a-half-point favorites here. Uh, straight up, I'm picking the Eagles. I don't trust the Bears' offense. Um, we, this is well documented at this point. Uh, there is nothing this entire rest of the season, which we mentioned this on our previous episode, we were talking about the trade deadline and sort of contender, pretender type of teams the rest of the way. There is nothing that makes me feel like the Bears' offense is going to get any better this season. Um, they don't have any other options. Like, Trubisky has to play quarterback, and there is no – I just don't see a situation where – all of a sudden, the Bears are going to come out and score 30 points against an Eagles defense that hasn't been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, you know, but the Bears offense, to me, just completely, like, they they cancel out each other. And to me, that means that the Eagles have a much better offense, and they're going to be able to do a lot more things than probably we expected uh, against this Bears defense because, as you've said, you know, several weeks now, this just isn't the same Bears defense. Yeah, I think it's kind of a similar matchup to the one the Eagles had last week against the Bills. They're facing a team that with the state of their passing game needs to be able to run the ball and isn't able to really exploit Philadelphia's biggest weakness so yeah I'm going to pick the Eagles as well considered it as my lock of the week to kind of as a statement against where the the state of the Bears and (laughs) what I feel like they've been doing I mean last week yes I picked them to beat the Chargers but that was a game that could have gone either way obviously on the on the field goal but on, on you know the Charger team that's not that uh you know has their own struggles at this point I think the Eagles for everything that all, we've been critical about them for and, and well-deserved. Uh, they're still finding a way to move the ball and still score some points at least. And I don't think, yeah, with the state of the Bears' defense as it is currently constructed, I don't think it's going to be quite as low-scoring of a game maybe as the playoffs last year when the Eagles beat the Bears. I, I think the Eagles will be able to move the ball better. Maybe Chicago, I mean, I, I, they can put up a similar point total to that game, though. I, I We'll see if they're able to if Trubisky is able to hit some of these deep passes that's the only way they're really going to be able to stay in this one because otherwise the Eagles run defense is too good for Chicago with how they've been able to run the ball they haven't done much there as well so it's been a it's been an ugly kind of mess for Chicago and a, a really tough matchup on the road here against a team that is probably you know both teams feeling desperate for a win but I think the Eagles have more firepower and are coming off a bigger win last week where I think they're going to feed off that go into this game back home and find a way to win this one I, Chicago it's it's crazy to think from last year they they're already i think last year they went 12 and 4 so yeah, this could be their fifth loss here in week nine well i was telling you a couple of days ago that i was in a situation just to, to go back to the fantasy side of things here because mm-hmm. i know a lot of people that listen play fantasy football i dropped the bears defense like i've gotten to that point 
where it's not that I think they're terrible. They're not as good as they were. But Mm -hmm. if you look at their remaining schedule, which we talked about this from the very start of the season, uh, and that's why, you know, I didn't have them in the playoffs. I mean, the rest of their schedule is there is no spots where you feel so confident in their defense that they're just going to be able to will them to a game if they don't Mm -hmm. play well on offense because they're they're here at the Eagles just to run through it quickly. Uh, their their last eight games, the Lions, the Rams, the Giants, which could be one, I guess. The Lions mm-hmm. again, the Cowboys, the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Vikings. So, like, they're, especially their last four games, uh, which are Cowboys, Packers, Chiefs, Vikings. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like, this is why this offense has to do something because their defense could improve and they probably will. They'll look better than they have in some of these games, but I just don't think it's going to be enough because they don't have enough offense to go with it, and they're playing such a tough schedule. So uh, this is a big game for the Bears. If they can come out and get a win here on the road, it would be huge for their confidence. I don't care if they win 6-5. to five. Um, You know, if they can just get a win here, uh, it would be huge because this rest of the schedule is not looking pretty for them. Uh, so big game. Big game for the Bears, uh, there's no doubt. All right, uh, the Colts at the Steelers. The Colts are one-point favorites in this game. This was one I went back and forth on. Uh, as you know, I, I picked the Colts to win the AFC South, and it's like I'm starting to finally feel a little bit better about the Colts, but then I remembered this is the same team that lost at home to the Raiders. This is the same team that probably should have lost last week at home against the Broncos. I know the Steelers, I guess, all could have lost to the Dolphins at home uh, on Monday night, but... I don't know. I'm just I'm gonna take the Steelers here because it's. I feel like the Colts are maybe getting ready to start to turn a corner. But as my rule is, anytime I think that about an AFC South team, you go the complete opposite direction. Could definitely see the Steelers taking this one. It's a game, obviously a one point spread for the Colts. Uh, or either way, you could see it going. I'm not exactly confident in picking Indianapolis. I'm gonna go the, in that direction. Uh, the Steelers, you know, last week against the Dolphins didn't have the most impressive showing, so that definitely contributed for myself. But yeah, as you as you mentioned, the Colts have really kind of we'll see them you know win some of these games against better teams, and we're like, wow, we're really like buying into the Colts. Then they go and lose to the Raiders, or they you know barely beat the Broncos last week. So definitely not a team I feel that confident in, but. Um, at this point, I you know if I had to repick, as we talked about in the last podcast, I said the Texans would, you know, pull out the division. But I still believe in the Colts in this roster, and with the Steelers, I mean, yes, the defense has played better at times, but the offense still has not got things going to the extent that you would like to see. Mason Rudolph's made some big mistakes at certain times; hasn't really shown to be. You know, if you're a Steeler fan, you have to kind of question at this point, is he for sure going to be your franchise quarterback moving forward after Ben Roethlisberger? Uh, big game for the Steelers. If they're going to win this one, um, they, you know, it's it's going to put them back in the playoff picture given the state of the AFC. But I, I'm going to just pick the Colts to find a way to get this one done. Yeah, and the thing is, I picked the Steelers, but I, I worry a little bit because, as we know, they're what they've been able to do is get pressure and, you know, on defense, but going up against a, a team like the Colts, that it's not going to be as easy to do, probably. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, this is one where, like, I don't really have many upsets, I guess. So let's throw this one in there and uh, hope for the best. So, um, all right, next up, uh, we go once again back in the AFC South here uh, with a team that, I guess, I don't know. I don't know if I trust them. You know, I don't trust them. I don't even know why I'm trying to justify that I do. The Titans are playing at the Panthers. The Panthers are three and a half point favorites here. 
Um, all right, Dylan. I'm just, just tell me why you're picking the Titans to win this game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm really on the AFC South train this week. It's kind of been my, <laughs> my go-to uh, just with these matchups. Uh, uh, have it as my upset of the week. Had to find a few upsets. There, there aren't really. Too, I think I only picked a couple on this slate of games. Uh, given a lot of you know a lot of close spreads, and here at the th- three and a half point favorite for the Panthers. Part of it's what we saw last week from Carolina, but it's it's also about the one thing that is the reason I've picked the 49ers uh, and flipped my pick last time with the Panthers. They are atrocious against the run. They are one of the worst teams in the NFL at defending the run. Carolina has a great secondary, great pass uh, pass rush, everything that you'd want on that end, and they're still a top 10 defense at this point, but they have really struggled to stop the run, and I, I think Derrick Henry is a Derrick Henry fantasy owner on two teams. This is the week where I'm, I'm ready for him to really break out and have a have a huge performance. They're, they, you know, Titans offense hasn't been great. They've you know pulled out some games the last couple of weeks. They really could have fallen back, but as typical Titans, as we've talked about, they find a way to win games, <laughs> find a way to win ones you don't think they're necessarily going to. And I could see the Panthers having a not the best offensive performance. The Tennessee's defense has deserved better than they've gotten this year. They're one of the best on the flip side. Their secondary has been, you know, kind of average, but their run defense has been phenomenal, which poses a big problem for Carolina given how much they want to rely on the run. Um, we'll see what happens in terms of Kyle Allen responding, but I, I don't know if he's going to have the best performance against the Titans, and I, I that's kind of why I, I was able to convince myself to keep this AFC South thing going. I think I need to just buy it. I see like people that have like NHL or NFL shirts, and I'm always like, why do, yeah. they, why do they have those? But no, I think I need to get an AFC South T-shirt. Just yeah. you know, all the all the big guys logos, everything on there. It's really really coming into my own now. I'm just accepting who I am at this point. Yeah, at some point we're gonna do a spinoff podcast. It's gonna be called the AFC South podcast, and I, I feel like there's a lot of ways we can go with that. Um, obviously, everyone knows I'm not picking the Titans here. I'm picking the Panthers, um, and uh, I don't know. Like, it's just – and I think I picked the Titans last week against the Bucks, but I think I'm just to the point where if the Titans go on the road, I don't. I just don't know what I'm going to see from them ever. And um, even with the Panthers, I obviously don't feel confident in this pick at all because we saw this happen last year with the Panthers when they got blown mm-hmm. out. I think it was the Steelers last yep. year. Um, you know, and then after that, they were literally never the same. And um, I wonder if that's going to be the same here uh, this season. And, and that does worry me. So this is virtually a toss up to me. Uh, I'll take the Panthers because they're the home team. And uh, I guess just because I don't know, I don't trust either one of them. But I guess I just don't trust the Titans uh, in this particular spot. So, um, all right, next up, the Lions at the Raiders. The Raiders are two point favorites in this one. Um, I went back and forth on this one a lot because uh, I at first I had the Raiders winning this game. Ultimately, picked the Lions. Uh, we just we, we talked about this for weeks. The Lions are a, a much better team than their record shows. Uh, the carry on Johnson injury certainly maybe you know dampens things a bit the rest of the way. Uh, if he was still there, you'd probably feel a little bit better about their opportunity. Maybe to not necessarily let's say they're not going to win that division, uh, but at least be a factor in terms of mm-hmm. being able to compete with the Packers and the Vikings uh, at the top, which I still think they'll be able to, but it's just t- not to that extent, maybe. Um, so, but, but this is such a good matchup for, for the Lions passing game, and we know mm-hmm. they're going to pass. Like, they're they're not going to run the ball a ton. And so, they're going to pass it a lot, and with that Raiders secondary the way it is, um, I just feel like that the Lions are in a really good shape here. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really fun game, uh, one that 
this afternoon slate uh, a lot of people are going to be watching the Packers to see how they respond some of these other games but I think this could be the most exciting one two secondaries yeah. that have struggled of late especially the Raiders but their line secondary has kind of been disappointing uh, over the last few weeks and uh, both teams that are going to be throwing the ball a lot. The Raiders are more balanced than the Lions at this point. Even before on Johnson went down, the Lions' uh, efficiency running the ball wasn't that great. So maybe this will actually force them to do what they're better at uh, more often, and that is let Matthew Stafford throw and throw and throw. I think it's going to be a shootout. Uh, I, the Raiders and Derek Carr have looked good against some better teams of late. I mean, they almost beat the Texans last week. And another matchup with a Lions team that I've been super bullish on, and that's why I'm going to you know pick them here as, uh, as the upset, um, not my upset of the week you know you got to give that to the titans always got to yeah. show my love there but for detroit i think they have enough on their defense to at least slow down josh jacobs in the in the running game uh, i know he's questionable but he'll probably end up going for the raiders and uh well you know i, I just re- i think it comes mostly down to the secondary of the Raiders and I just I can't not see you know uh, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones and these guys just running around and just running through them all night, all day so but uh, again at the on the flip side could see Derek Carr putting up a, a solid fantasy performance I would consider playing him if you if you need to have a bye week or you don't like your uh, regular quarterbacks matchup I mean Derek Carr's been pretty good in fantasy of late and he has a pretty uh, good matchup here again yeah, that's for sure. And uh, he's one that some of them saying this. You feel like he has great matchups and then he just flops. And you don't yeah. know um, if you're going to get that here in this one. But I do expect it to be a high-scoring game. Um, and, like, you know, it's my upset of the week. And, again, it's a two-point differential. But there's really not many others that I have uh, out there, I guess, aside from the Steelers uh, being the Colts. But, yeah, fun game. Could be the game of the week, really, when you think about it. If you love offense, uh, this could be uh, one of the better ones for sure. Um, all right, next up, the Bucks are at the Seahawks. The Seahawks, six-point favorites in this one. Um, I almost actually made this my lock of the week because, I mean, listen, man, Jameis on the road. Uh, what else is there to say? Um, it's just we don't ever know what we're getting here. The good news, I think, for the Bucks is that their schedule eases up quite a bit after this. Um, they have some, some decent matchups the rest of the way. Uh, because he still gets the Falcons, uh, you know, twice, I think. And so that's always a positive. Um, and, you know, you have to go with the Seahawks here. I just don't mm-hmm. – I don't trust the Bucks enough in this spot to go out to Seattle and get a win uh, like this against the Seahawks. Oh, absolutely can't trust uh, Tampa Bay. And I mean, they could, easily could have won last week, but that was against the Titans on, you know, that call with the, the blown dead uh, fake field goal. First of all, I don't know what – what Raiders <laughs> doing on that play, but yeah, yeah, I mean the Bucks are very unpredictable, and that's that's what I'm kind of trying to get at. They, you know, one week they'll you know, as they did blew out the Rams, so who are at least won by ten points in that game. So you could see the Bucks uh, scoring on the Seahawks defense. The Seahawks defense, as we've talked about, hasn't been impressive at all. They're 22nd in DVOA. I uh, do not really trust what they're doing there, but uh, also on the flip side, Tampa Bay doesn't have a defense that really intimidates you by any means. They've they've been solid at certain points, uh, stopping the run at least, but uh, number one run defense and efficiency. But their secondary is awful, which means big things for Russell Wilson, yeah. and Tyler Lockett. All if you, any any of the uh, receivers uh, for the Seahawks uh, fantasy plays are uh, absolute must this week. Anytime you're facing that Tampa Bay secondary, I think Russell Wilson's going to have a, a just an explosive game. I, I I don't see any way they don't. Put up a lot of points uh tampa bay maybe stays in it uh i really did consider this my lock of the week but again it's that unpredictability because it can go the flip way it can go the other way it can go with tampa bay finding a way to get things done and at least put up points and i don't know uh but yeah i really can't pick tampa bay in seattle and seattle again it's just i, I keep saying it this team 
man, they, they get these matchups. They're at home. They're going to go to 7-2 <laughs> probably at this point. Their, their schedule is about to get a lot tougher uh, coming up. But uh, kind of maybe a must-win almost for the Seahawks when I do look at who they face next. They play at the 49ers, at the Eagles. The Eagles have been playing better, as we talked about. This, the Vi- Then they host the Vikings, go to the Rams, play the Panthers. They get the Cardinals again before the uh, 49ers end of the season. So a lot of tough games in there. This is one where uh, this race for the NFC playoffs is going to heat up uh, coming over the last few weeks of the season and uh, go the difference between seven and two uh, feeling a lot better there than they would be if they fall in this one and fall to six and three before that 49ers game yeah over under 52 I may legitimately just go all in on the <laughs> over on this one because um, you know it is I think it'll be a high scoring game like Chris Godwin Mike Evans they have great matchups and that should allow the Bucks to at least get something going um, through the air and but on the flip side as we know uh, they're also vulnerable on defense and so uh, yeah, I, I think it could also be a situation where the Bucks are a little deflated with the way that game and then against the Titans um, and just come out flat this week and, and the Seahawks kind of do what they want. So there you go. We're both taking the Seahawks uh, in that one. All right, next up, the Browns are at the Broncos. The Browns are four-point favorites in this game. Dylan, what am I doing here? I have taken the Browns, and as you could tell to this point, all the games we went through, there's only a couple we have left, I have somehow made the Browns, who have just been absolutely awful, mm-hmm. I have somehow made them my lock of the week because <laughs> I, I yes. don't even know how – I don't know how we got here. But uh, this, this to me, was the best of all the choices <laughs> on the board. And everyone's, everyone's just turning the podcast off at this point. They're like, how can we possibly believe anything else this guy says if he's telling me that the Browns, as four-point favorites, are locks – in Denver against the Broncos. Well, Flacco's out, and I think that's the big reason why. Mm -hmm. And I don't think this Browns defense is as bad as maybe some people have thought. And given their upcoming schedule, I think this is where the Browns kind of have an opportunity uh, to start making some moves. I'm not saying they're going to all of a sudden come win that division, Mm -hmm. uh, but they do have an opportunity to make up some ground here. And, And honestly, this is it. Like, they have to win this game. If they don't win this game, they're done. But if they can win this game, you look at their schedule, it's not exactly terrible the rest of the way. No, I mean, you made a good point about the defense. I think they've been a little bit underrated at certain points just because they haven't obviously gathered wins, and a lot of it's had to do with the inefficiency on their offense. But in the, the game against the, the Patriots last week, I know it didn't feel like it, but they weren't exactly getting blown away. A, those turnovers really – just absolutely put them in a tough spot. I mean, turning the ball over any time on three straight plays is going to be bad, but to, to give up a defensive score and then give them another uh, touchdown basically by giving the ball back inside your own red zone, it's put them in a tough spot. But otherwise, I thought the Browns' defense played quite well against the Patriots. So yeah. I, I think they're they're in. this is going to be a day where they make a statement against the Broncos. We saw the Broncos – uh, you know, compete. And if Flacco was playing, I, I might have picked Denver at home, given everything. But uh, without him going, uh, I just I don't see a way the brandless Brandon Allen. I mean, I, I say this, I don't see a way the Broncos winning with him at starting the game. But uh, the Browns are still the Browns at certain points, and they still <laughs> they still find a way to make these fluky errors that uh, has to be really enraging for a fan of the team, especially going into the season where. 
you had a lot of optimism. All right, they're going to have to ride Nick Chubb. I mean, it's no it's no doubt about their struggles in the offensive line protecting Baker. If they if they can at least have the illusion of running for a lot of this game, that'll give them a much better opportunity. Uh, Denver's pass defense better than their run defense, it's, but they're a top top three unit in uh, DVOA uh, for Denver. So we'll see what happens. Maybe not the most high scoring game. Let's check the over under on this one it's 39 that makes a, that sounds about right yeah um but I, I think chubb will do enough and i think the browns defense will do enough for them to at least get a win here I, yeah i think the browns get a couple of interceptions here and um i think that's the difference i look brandon i'm an sec guy as we know but um brandon allen i look it's just the you know he, he's a young guy and um this is just not a great spot for me because you have a browns team that is essentially they're desperate at this point um, and I think they'll come out and play like this week. Uh, really need to win here. So there you go. My lock of the week probably shouldn't be your lock of the week to anyone <laughs> listening, but uh, it's mine, and uh, we'll go with that. Um, all right. Speaking of locks of the week, the Packers are at the Chargers. The Packers are three-and-a-half-point favorites here against the Chargers who, uh, you know, I don't know. They they probably should have lost that game against the Bears, and uh, maybe we're having a little bit of a different discussion. They fired Ken Wisenhunt as their offensive coordinator this week. Um, so clearly some changes coming there, uh, which I assume are going to be Melvin Gordon uh, focused to where he's probably going to be a lot more involved uh, now, you would think, moving forward uh, as an Austin Eckler fantasy owner. That hurts a little bit, uh, but they should, they should still use Eckler. I mean, the guy is, mm-hmm. look, he's a, he's a playmaker, not necessarily in the run game, but use him in the fast game. We'll see. I don't think it's going to matter here because I think the Packers are going to win this game. Um, they played too well, and uh, as we know, this isn't your typical home game scenario for yeah. the you know it's, it's not a road game scenario for the Packers. So it's pretty much going to be a home game, yeah. and uh, so I think the Packers take care of business here. Yeah, I was going to say that's why. <laughs> so with the three point five spread, the Packers favored. Uh, I view this almost as a home game. I mean, last year when the Packers played the like exactly what you were just saying, but last year when the Packers played the Rams, it was about fifty fifty in that crowd. I, I think it's probably going to be like 85% Packer fans in Los Angeles yeah. growing up. I mean, there's out of, you know, there's no team here for so many years. One the fan bases that are the biggest here, I'd say are probably the Steelers and Packers and the Packers fans. They're everywhere. I, I had so many friends that just have no connection to Wisconsin that are Packer fans. I even, you know, for a period of time really f- fell in love with football because of Brett Favre and, and, and cheered for the Packers as well here um, before yeah. the Rams move back. So they're a team that is going to have a ton of people at that game. It's going to be a celebration for them, especially with a 7-1 and one record. So a lot of fans didn't make it out last year are going to be making it to this one before the teams move into the new stadium out here in L.A. So I, I see the Packers at offense doing anything at once. The Chargers defense, yes, they were able to slow down the Bears. Good job. That's really a great accomplishment. <laughs> but they're still towards the bottom of the NFL in de- uh, defensive efficiency, and the Packers are near the top in offense in terms of both passing and running the ball. So I, I don't see a way that Green Bay doesn't put up a big uh, number on the scoreboard. I see them forcing turnovers on the other end, and that's why I think that three point, uh, 3.5, point spread i kind of think of it again like it's a game at lambo where the spread should be closer to maybe six seven points so that's why i'm going to make the packers my lock of the week here yeah i probably should have made this my lock of the week but uh i'm not going back now on the browns i'm all in on the browns it's the lock of the week but this is this may be that one because like you said at the chargers they're just not very good right now and um yeah it's a great spot for the packers and you feel like they're going to be able to do whatever they want to do on offense, especially if they get Devontae Adams back. So, um, great spot for the Packers, and uh, they should take care of business there at home. 
in Los Angeles. So, um, <laughs> all right. The the next one, which uh, this is one I went back and forth on quite a bit, and that may be hard to believe for some people. Yeah. The Patriots are at the Ravens. The Patriots are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Initially, I picked the Ravens to win this game because when you look at the rest of the schedule for the Patriots, I think there's only two games that I even feel like there's a chance that they're going to lose the rest of the way. Now, you know, are they going to go 16-0? and I don't think so. But, yeah. you know, there are two games, and it's their next two games. It's this one, and it's next or the two weeks from now against the Eagles. Like, those are the only two games I look at their schedule and feel like they may be in trouble. Um, so, you know, so you feel like, okay, you have to weigh it. Is it a better chance of them losing here against the Ravens uh, or losing at the Eagles? Or are they going to lose both? I don't think they're going to lose both. Um, and so, ultimately, I went back to the Patriots, and here's why. Your stat of the week here, this is exactly why I went back to the Patriots. So, doing research, just roaming around, John Breach uh, at CBS Sports put out this stat, and I assume this is widely known for some people, but maybe not for everyone. And the fact that the Patriots have 24 straight wins over quarterbacks under the age of 24. <laughs> that is an insane stat, and ultimately that's what swung me back in the opposite direction uh, to pick the Patriots in this game. Yeah, I think, uh, as we've seen with Bill Belichick, I think, yeah, there's that record in terms of how many consecutive they've won against QBs at under, was it under 24? Um, yeah. And then they in Bill Belichick's career at home, it's like something like 29-0. and 0, So it would have been even more confident if this game had been in New England. Um, I picked the Patriots as well. I, I kind of, uh, I did, you know, I could see the route for the Ravens winning this game. The Patriots' offense has kind of fallen to the middle of the pack in terms of efficiency on football outsiders' DVO. VOA rankings obviously the defense is carrying this team and I think it's a reason that they're gonna you know as we talked about uh, on our last podcast we both see them at this point if we had to repick our Super Bowl it'd be the Pats winning yeah can't really it's it's just hard to go against them and I kind of feel the same way about any game at this point I'm, I'm gonna feel a lot worse if I pick against the Patriots <laughs> and they go out and win by 20 than just you know sticking to them until they finally someone's able to take them down I think the Ravens present an interesting matchup in terms of their ability to run the ball the Pats defense is uh, solid across the board but their secondary and their ability to stop the pass has been their their biggest strength if their run defense is still really good still top 10 but uh, I think the Ravens can get some things done and maybe control the clock and almost take a philosophy of what we saw you know uh, against how these two both these teams have kind of with their strategies against the Chiefs in the past of just running 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 clock I think this could be a game with not that many punts um, not just not because teams aren't getting stops but because I think these are going to have some longer drives I don't think we're going to have a ton of turnovers yeah. it's going to be a game where yes the Patriots defense will probably find a way to at least get one they, they force so many turnovers week in and week out but I think the Ravens are going to be kind of cautious with their game plan i think they're going to put lamar jackson in some easier passing situations and uh obviously the patriots are going to probably have a game plan that's going to screw all that up so that's why i'm going to pick the <laughs> patriots to win um as my game of the week i see your game of the week I, I, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of solid matchups this week but this is the one that i mean this is a potential divisional round uh afc title game kind of preview here yeah i think the over under on this is 46 i would confidently go under because yeah. i don't think it's going to be a high scoring game at all um i you know i could see a a 20 to 17 type of game. Like, I just, I don't think we're seeing either one of these teams get to 30 or anything like that. Um, I just don't see it. Uh, It's definitely going to be a lower scoring game. And yeah, it's just as much as you want to find ways to pick against the Patriots, it's just so hard to do once you actually get to that spot where you have to do it. Um, So yeah, our game of the week, we're both picking the Patriots. Should be a fun one. 
there in Baltimore. All right, we wrap up with a Monday night game, the Cowboys at the Giants. This was another one I considered for lock of the week. Uh, but then I was like, yeah, I'd feel a lot better about it yeah. if it was seven and not seven and a half, I guess. Um, because I, I think the Cowboys probably win this game by a touchdown. But uh, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, Monday night, crazy things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Could be a little closer than people think, but I'm not all in on the Cowboys at all. And as we know, but uh, I guess you got to take them here to win. Yeah, the one thing about the Giants, their secondary is just atrocious, and I think Dak Prescott will get going a bit in this one. I I know the last time they played in this building, it was not a great uh, experience for the Dallas Cowboys and their fan base (laughs) just a couple weeks ago against the Jets, Uh, but or a few, I guess three weeks ago now. But uh, coming off a bye, they're going to be fresh, extra even rest going into this one. The Giants have. I just, I you know, Daniel Jones again. Like I keep saying on these on these podcasts, like don't don't jump off the bandwagon. You know, it's it's early. <laughs> I know he's I know he struggled quite a bit after that that first uh, really those couple of weeks where he looked amazing. So um, I I just think Dallas has enough here to get the win, and I, it would be hard for me to pick against them. But yeah, not going to pick them to be a lock just because. Uh, Dallas has been pretty inconsistent uh, week in and week out, but uh, outside of that Jets game, they you know early in the year they were pummeling some of these worst teams. I think uh, we, obviously we saw that what they did against the Giants in Week One. I don't think it's going to be much different of a of a case. I think they'll be able to do pretty much whatever they want with the ball and get the win here. Yeah, Cowboys should take care of business here. Always usually a pretty fun game between these two teams uh, in New York. Uh, of course, Cowboys won the first game this season, thirty five seventeen in Dallas, but. Usually a pretty exciting one. I think the last one last year was like 36-35. That was that yeah, crazy that game nice. towards the end. Of, I think it was a regular season finale maybe. So, yeah, should be a fun game uh, there between these two. All right, that'll wrap it up. There's our picks uh, for week nine of the NFL season. And as we said, not as confident maybe as usual <laughs> on some of these. Uh, so after that great week we had a week ago, um, don't be surprised if uh, we're not exactly great uh, this week. But uh, we'll be back next time, of course, with our takeaways from week nine. Look at some uh, waiver wire pickups for the fantasy owners out there. And Dylan, I'll let everybody know where they can find all of our stuff over Clutch Points. Yeah, so for uh, clutchpoints.com, under the NFL tab, all of our NFL content can be found there as well as our Clutch Points app under the NFL section. we got news, scores for following all the games, uh, interactive things you can do with other fans, uh, following with social feeds, uh, plays, everything you can look for to complement uh, in addition to watching the game yourself. Um, for our podcast, as you know, we've established the passes on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Google, pretty much anywhere you can uh, find it. We appreciate all our listeners. If you want to recommend an uh, NFL podcast to a friend, we greatly appreciate it, obviously. And uh, There's been a few episodes now of the Cutting the Net podcast uh, with Blake and uh, Joe yes. over here at Clutch Points. So find those on our on our website as well, and on all the all these same all these same outlets. Probably at more places than I uh, have put established. Past, you know, I got I got to make sure I got all, all the places down that Blake has. So with that, uh, more episodes have been coming out the last couple of weeks of our Battle for LA podcast. So we have our podcast section on the website um, and also just searching the names of them and all your outlets. Uh, we'll have some more fantasy uh, articles, injury updates, things like that going into the uh, going into the week nine games coming up. Uh, just search fantasy football on our site. Again, uh, a lot of other things we're working on at the moment, but eventually we will have that fantasy football hub yeah. on clutchpoints.com. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Hard to leave. We're already past the midway point of the regular season where has it gone uh but uh, should be a lot of fun here as we go through the stretch run and get ready for the playoffs here before you know it so uh yeah check out all that stuff uh, that'll wrap up this episode of the podcast we'll talk to you next time here on the established past podcast <laughs>